Joined by my good friend, my partner in crime, Adam. Drinking them Red Bulls. How you doing, buddy? Ready for prime time, baby. Episode 21. You know, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode yeah. prime. Conference championship games are set. What do you think? Got predictions? Um, Listen, man, I'm, I'm starting to buy into this logo thing. I don't think the Ravens are going to lose um, in this game. So. I think it's I, happening now. You know. I think it is, yeah. I, the Chiefs, <laughs> it's crazy, Mahomes, honestly, at this point. Like, even in a down year, here he is, you know. Um, I, I got the – I'm going to take – I got the Ravens, and I, I think it's said. I think it's going to be the Ravens versus the Niners, and I think that's uh, that's the game. I think it's, I'm going to go Ravens-Lions. Let's go. I would like to go see – I would like to see that. That would be the, that'd be the matchup I want to see. The matchup I think is going to happen is Ravens and uh, Niners, but I would love to see the Lions and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Brock Purdy better get his uh, act together, though, right? He can't play like that again. None <laughs> of the conference championship game. That was pretty bad. <laughs> What's Apparently, crazy uh, is, like... The, the discourse was awesome on it. Like, everybody, like, what? Perry baby hands can't throw a football in the rain? <laughs> what, I was what's dying. crazy is jo- Jordan Love, um, man, has had... Such a seismic rise to his career in second half, man. Honestly, just has played a lot of very, very good football at the quarterback position for a young guy. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, though, he made an absolutely horrendous game-losing throw. <laughs> like that for was, sure. For sure. That was some Brett Favre stuff right there, man. <laughs> Roll out hey. right there. Hey, here we go. Just when, check when you're, back across my body. When you gunsling it, you know, you're going to live and die by it, right? Man, they could have taken Drake Greenlaw off the field, and that ball was still getting picked off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> the guy behind Greenlaw was going to pick that. It was horrible. Bad one. But, Adam, uh, Dynasty episode that we're going to do for Canton Bound here. Dynasty buys. So, I, I dropped some uh, some Dynasty buys in the Patreon. We're going to talk about a few here on this show, an episode. Get your thoughts on them. A little bit of a discourse back and forth on them and set people up with some targets that they should go be exploring buying in their Dynasty leagues right now. Um, and this okay. is just kind of universal. If it needs to be specific to a certain league format, that's kind of where we'll go. But uh, I didn't list them out there. Uh, pretty much all I did when I looked at it is I kind of have like a pulser feel, uh, generally like what I'm comfortable with. And I had some guys in mind, but we go get some uh, some clarification, right? We dive into the keep trade cut ranks. What's the community at? And anything that's super egregious in my mind that sticks out to me that goes on the list. 
It's okay. Like, there, there are probably some deeper ones. You know, there's some guys that I like a little bit more, but I'm just looking at the overall value, and I'm like, wow, right. this this feels disgustingly cheap for this player. Okay, so, so but this is more from the lens of this player is ranked too low. It's This is not the opposite uh, end of the spectrum today, correct? What do you mean? Where it's it, – uh, this, this is a sell, dynasty sell. We're not doing dynasty sells, right? I did dynasty sells for the people a few weeks ago, solo okay. episode. So we All already right. bagged that one out of the way. Now we got to get I, some buys, man. We got to get some I, feel goods. I just want to make sure that you know as we go through this because there's going to be, I, at least when I start with rankings, a lot of times it's just easier when you see like so many like ah I don't know about that you know at the top of the rankings I see a lot more sales but there's tons of buys as you keep going. Let's get to it. Right, right, right. Well, the first one I'm gonna start off hot name Jalen Hurts already. Down at Keep Trade Cuts QB5. I've seen two startups now with the 101. So either Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb Williams. The pick going before Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Adam. This is a guy who just just manufactures every single year. QB1, QB2, warp seasons. Why is he at five? What is the good reason that the community has at five? I'll give you one name you want to put over him for sure. Locked in, right? Josh Allen. Okay. I think between him and Patrick Mahomes, you have a conversation. There is not another quarterback in Dynasty, in my opinion, that deserves to be up there. C.J. Stroud is nice, Adam. But if I could sell all my C.J. Stroud shares for Jalen Hurts shares straight up, I would do it in a nanosecond. <laughs> Today, tomorrow, right now, <laughs> immediately. What do you think about that, though? I thought keep... Keep trade cut having miss QB five was pretty damn egregious. Like I do not understand that ranking at all. Yeah, I think right now. See, I guess th- this is where like I I would love to at some point this this year. Uh, I don't know if there's a real way to do it. I guess we'd have to probably get in touch with like uh, Jcap's tool that we have as far as what what are, what are people actually trading for, and then like in startup values too, we have ADP to reflect. So there's at least some stuff with ADP, and then in trade. This to me feels like Mike, though. <clears throat> um, by the way, you're correct. I think like he should not be this far down. I'm actually looking right now, Mike, at quarterback six for the record on Keep Trade. This Cut. is wild too because I did these uh, just a day ago, right? <laughs> just yesterday. He just got he just got slightly <laughs> passed by Joe Burrow uh, at the same tier, eighty-one oh one versus eight zero one nine. Good so lord, by 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 a hair. But point here that I'm going to get at is, is this. I think right now what you're seeing in the people that are passing them is in, in Jalen Hurts. I don't know how to explain this other than I, I think what's happening is because he's played so poorly in the NFL lens and they've, they've lost so many games and then there's stuff coming out about, you know, him and Brad Johnson and, you know, whatever. People are trying to go back to this. They're getting cute, I think, right? And it's, it's that – they project that Joe Burrow's uh you know gonna be back and healthy and that CJ Stroud's playing awesome and you can't stop him and Lamar's having great NFL success and not that any of those guys are bad options but what we're t- what we're basically trying to say Mike and the reason that I would say this is too low is so you're telling me despite all that stuff with Brad Johnson despite all the stuff that they're doing to lose all these games in a row he still is a quarterback two overall two three whatever like. So you're telling me that th- th- you think it's going to get worse than this, or is this maybe as bad as it gets and we're completely overreacting? And I think the reality is it's a combination of overreacting to what's happening in their, you know, basically 
I mean, they collapsed down the stretch. And there's people that believe, you know, that their priors are coming out of nowhere that, you know, oh, well, maybe his long term isn't as safe. I got news for you. His long term and dynasty is just about as safe as this contract that he signed for five years and 255 million with 180 guaranteed. So um, you can kind of put a lot of that stuff, I think, to bed. But I, I think right now it's more so a, a overreactionary like ranking market than necessarily you probably can go get him. Now, I'm I don't disagree. If you, if I can get Jalen Hurts for the guys that were going up ahead of him, I'd say even straight up like CJ Stroud. For sure, I'll take Hurts. Uh, I know that's going to seem crazy to some, maybe blasphemous, but I'm good. I'll cash out. I'll take him ahead of Burrow. I'll take him ahead of probably even Lamar right now. So um, I'm with you. There was a great uh, a great tweet that came out too from FB Insights using Fantasy Points uh, Data Suite, uh, their tools, but charted all the quarterbacks, and it was um, highly accurate uh, throw percentage versus also turnover-worthy throw percentage. Um, you know, you, you heard the talk, right, about the Jalen Hurts thing. He's regressed, right? Like, it, right. Th- this is horrible for him. Didn't matter for fantasy production. Like you said, still elite, <laughs> right? If this is rock bottom, that's pretty damn good rock bottom. But uh, as far as that chart went, though, still quad one, like tier one quarterback, right? Goff, Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Hurts, Allen, Mahomes, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Joe Burrow. That's the whole quadrant. <laughs> like extremely extremely accurate a great highly accurate throw percentage not a lot of turnovers like the turnover percentage turnover worthy play was way down now yeah. for some of these other quarterbacks right you don't want to be in uh what i like to call quad four <laughs> where it's not a lot of highly accurate throws <laughs> and a lot of turnover worthy per- percentage of your plays like that's a bad one you know that's a zach wilson that's a uh, Will Levis this year. It's <laughs> a Desmond Ritter. That's not the quad you want to be in. So he's sure. as far from that as, as possible, right, being in quad one. So uh, Jalen Hurts still confirmed very, very good at football and extremely young, valuable with his legs, great floor because you know he's going to punch in, you know, damn near a touchdown a game <laughs> on the ground, it feels like. Even if they outlaw the tush push, you don't think he's going to get goal line work? Well, squatting 700 pounds or whatever he squats <laughs> like he's still gonna put the ball in the end zone boys like it's still gonna happen yeah i think i i think mike and I, i'll tell you this is um i don't know where you're where you're gonna be at with certain players i know you're not gonna put the guy that i'm gonna talk about here next um in a, in a buy per se i know how you value things but like when you look at this, this though i i'll say from the lens of this year, right, and what you saw with Hertz and this team, a lot of his contract hasn't really kicked into the books yet, right? So you can juice the roster and just absolutely load it. Now, as we continue to press on, the roster will end up maybe not having being as star-studded across the entire defense. They may not be able to keep every single skill player they have right now. I mean, you say that. I say that, yet your GM is just, uh, you know, least every person known to man it yes. feels like so you never Camp know wizard. um but the, the whole point of that is that like i can see a scenario where they're like saying where people are kind of getting to the uh well this team is as good as it's going to get and maybe the team won't be as good and won't, won't be juiced around them but to the point i think we also have to remember well i agree that he is good at football and maybe he's maybe the wins losses don't constantly have this team is the greatest in fantasy one of the biggest things that the 
quarterback position, I think for certain players that you have to make a distinguishing, like deciphering that there's a difference between necessarily success on the field and success for fantasy. And guys that are built like Jalen Hurts, guys that are built like Josh Allen, guys that are built like Anthony Richardson, go back to years past, guys that are built like Cam Newton, these guys don't have to have the best season in the NFL lens as far as wins and losses to give you humongous, absolutely ridiculous fantasy ceiling that most people, even with throwing great, are going to have a hard time matching just because of what they can possess, both throwing the football, but also with their legs. And so much at the goal line for Jalen Hurts, like you said, even they get rid of the tush push. This is still a guy that has double-digit touchdowns very easily without that play. So there's a floor. Um, Oh, I I literally just updated it. I thought he went to QB7, but he's he's just sandwiched him QB6 and 7. It's like he's literally, as we're talking, he's going down. He's still going down. (laughs) He's going down in a lifetime. Um, Yeah, Jalen Hurts, man. Um, not just because I'm an Eagles fan, but this is a dude who's just a stud for fantasy. So if people are going to value him at five, six, seven, right? If they're not value him at a two or three, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But I, I guess I guess the question would be though, like, yeah, I would explore it. I, I I think that's a fair fair assessment. Go explore it. Where where do you think though, Mike? Where's the distinguishing mark that says like, okay, Jalen Hurts is actually had at a discount here versus? You're really looking at this like arbitrary garbage, you know, with just a little bit of insulating value with a couple people pressing buttons, right? Like, what does it look like? I think is the question. If you can actually go acquire him, like that, that would be the thing I think probably the audience wants to know. And I, honestly, for me, I'm just talking it out with you. I'd say he's at a discount if you could include any of these guys plus just the mid to late first in this class or <clears throat> a generic 25, whatever. But uh, Anthony Richardson in a first. I'll take Jalen Hurts. Best ball? Even in best ball. Yeah. Would you? Even in best ball. He's such a warp difference maker, man. He's such a warp difference maker. Yeah, um, he's, he's great. He's great. Jordan Love, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Tua, Fields, any of those guys, right? Like, easily. Dak. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, if I just got to add that little bit of a plus to go up to get him, easily. Um, if I got a one-on-one. And somebody will let me trade the one on one and say, like, you know, a pretty common scenario would be you got the two on one, right? People value that almost as a first. If I could trade you my one on one and two on one for Jalen Hurts, smash done. Yeah, smash. That's a done. smash. I would agree. Yep. Knock it out of the park. Um, you know, one of these stud wide receivers. You know, Justin Jefferson. I know he's awesome. Jamar Chase, awesome. CD Lamb, awesome. But we're talking about super flex leagues. Yeah. Let me add like a second to to one of those guys. Two seconds to a receiver to go get Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's at discount territory, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even give up a quarterback to go do it. So, sure. Um, yeah, I would agree. If you don't have to give up a quarterback, we're having a totally like very much panic uh, in the streets price for a guy that's right. a a stud. Would you like say they were uh, mid to late, like in this class? So okay. like six. Six, eight, and ten. He had those three picks. I think I'd give all three of them up to go get Jalen Hurts. I de- definitely would. Definitely. Yeah, if we're talking just like mid to late picks, I mean, three, I would still without hesitation do. I, I mean, just to give clarity, right? Just 
to give clarity to people that are like still maybe listening to this and are a little unsure, like, I don't know, I watched them not play that great down the stretch in fantasy. Okay. From week 12 on, mind you that from week nine prior, it was basically all quarterback five and better. Okay. Let's not even talk about that though. Week 12, quarterback two, quarterback six, quarterback 24, quarterback five, quarterback five, quarterback 10. And then in week 18, where it doesn't matter, he didn't play all the snaps, quarterback 33. So you can kind of just dismiss that, right? What I basically told you there was he was a top five quarterback three of those weeks, top 10 quarterback four of those weeks, and only one of them did he have a quarterback two week. He had a, he had a bad week, which, I mean, anybody can have a bad week. But this is a guy that's basically locked into top five because he's lacing them up. Almost every single week. He's lacing yep. them up, right? Like, that's yep. what we have to be, like, under. Standing, I guess, is the thing with Jalen Hurts. And this is a bad year for him. <laughs> that's this what I mean. That, that's not getting to the early part of the year where but they still, as a team, told you they were frustrated every week. And he was basically quarterback three every week or better, right? But to your point, yes. That, that's all when he was not playing at his best. So I'm with you. Boom. Bye. Bye Let's move on can. to another bye. Let's do it. Another bye. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Oh, interesting. This one was might we might debate. Well, we may we deb- get to debate this one. Debate on this, I guess. It'll de- All right. Trust me. Keep trade cut has him lower okay. than the value of a late first in twenty twenty four. Yeah, that that I guess that specific part I would I would still get a late <laughs> first for sure. That's fucking layup, ain't it? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I would say so. Like, I think people, you know, I don't know how to explain this. I there's certain assets that I don't want to chase after a bad year. Right. And I'm not telling you that I actually like, I'm not, I'm not going out and and like actively like, okay, where's, but if Bryce young gets to that point of panic, I mean, tell me how many quarterbacks you can acquire for a late first, forget like Bryce young for a second, just in general. Right. Like I'll give you another one that we'll throw in. We'll lump two of them together then because they're, they're right around the same Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, and you know what's crazy is both of these are going to make people uh, squeamish, right? They're going to make people. Mm-hmm. There's a different here. Here's here and here is a, I I think actually a, a discussion point because I actually don't disagree. But there's a this is where when we talk about Jalen Hurts being a buy. Okay, if you can if you have to pony up an extra two firsts. Yeah, it's a big, steep price tag, but you're talking about Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. Now here, if you're saying you're sending, you know, a late first or some kind of a later draft capital, um, or you know, receivers in the range that are outside of Hammer territory, right, by a pretty decent margin, you, you're going to buy guys that have that are not. You're, you're not going to buy guys without warts. You're not going to buy somebody that has. You know Christine. this this yeah. this great profile and and that's coming off of a great season. That's not where C.J. Stroud's going to be bought, right? So understand that if you are a little squeamish, it's I hear you, but there's also you know like look at the price, man. These guys are down there. I mean, I'm a little hesitant on Bryce Young, but when you tell me it's just if it's a you know a one ten one eleven in this class, I like the twenty four class, but I want to. I believe that there is some sort of upside even though the situation was terrible for this kid right and it may be yeah. better than a late first so 
I, I'll say so, like I, I don't want to tell you buy Bryce Young as a whole, but at a certain point, there's probably ones where I'm like I'm interested. Yes, one oh nine or later, right now, even knowing like draft pick value is going to go up and people are going to be all over that. Anybody take my one oh nine or lower for Bryce Young right now? Done. Done. And this is this is how I approach it too when I do buy sells from a portfolio aspect, Adam. I just went through and I went to every single league. Do I have a one oh nine? Or lower? Yes. If I do, I don't even look what my team looks like. Right? I just go, I find whoever the hell has Bryce Young, and I send them one of those picks for Bryce Young. Now the ball's in your court. Are they all going to get accepted? Hell no. Half? Probably not. But if a quarter of them get done? You know, I had three Bryce Young shares for a late first. It's a smash win in a portfolio aspect. Because I would do that in any league regardless of settings as long as it's super flex. Right? Like, here you go. Done. Mm. So, Bryce Young, Deshaun Watson, you can lump him in. He's even lower. Like, he's kind of in that early second territory. Right? As far as keep trade cut on undraft pick value. So, I don't know. You got some 201s, some 202s laying around. You send him for Watson, Adam? I think I would in a heartbeat. Like what? Am, what kind of production am I getting in a rookie class? I love this rookie class, but what kind of production year one am I getting in there? So I guess this is where for me, like, if you tell me just straight up one for one, and we're going to fast forward to next year, I'm going to take the quarterbacks here, right? The conversation for me, where if I want to buy these guys, I don't know if I want to do it in draft capital, is just because to your point, one I can't probably send one oh nine or one ten or one eleven or any of those type picks. And get a quarterback north of Bryce Young. Like, no, probably no one's even accepting that for Jared Goff, to be honest with you. Right? Like, especially the way he's playing in the playoffs right now. Yeah. So, like, to the point you're making, I, I agree. But there's also, I think that's where the 109 attached to things gives me a lot of flexibility. Where the, I, the one thing about this in general, when it's liquidity versus these guys, is that. I know that if I buy Bryce Young, I'm probably holding until the season starts because I know he's going to be a, a depressed asset all season. So, or off season, I should say, uh, not season. So, that is the only that's the only thing you have to be mindful of if you go buy Bryce Young. <laughs> don't don't do it with the intention of flipping. Like if you're buying Bryce Young, you're buying Deshaun Watson. There's nothing going to happen in the off season that's going to give them a, a value bump. So just understand that when you do that. These guys are you're 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 basically buying with a holding of a super flex spot and getting that at a discount. That's the idea of it right now when you buy it. Just make sure that you you don't think you're gonna end up swindling somebody later on because there's not any off season cycle news that's gonna make those guys all of a sudden bump in value tremendously, very likely, right? That's the only thing with those two. Bryce Young has a possibility depending on like who the head coach is. Um, you know, we we've heard like the the Ben Johnson thing, you've heard uh Bobby Slowick. Like, one of these guys, if they were to go there, people would probably get excited with a young offensive mind <clears throat> who's done really well with the quarterbacks they had this year. Um, another thing for Bryce Young, too, that I really like, some of the advanced stuff. I, you know, I talked about it with the Jalen Hurts thing, but Bryce Young also fell in that tier one, that quadrant one, as far as highly accurate throw percentage and low turnover rate. So I know it wasn't all roses, but also remember his best weapon by far and away was Adam Thielen. <laughs> And he's like 78 years old, Adam. Like, I love the fact old man Thielen turned it on for the first part of the season, but then he disappeared towards the end. But that was his best sure. weapon, right? You know. I mean, that that's also what kind of concerns me, though, with him is that, I mean, 
they don't have a first round pick. And what if Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen's their best weapons again next year? Like, I'm not, they're going to draft somebody. They're going to probably draft. I would hope. I, I strongly would be shocked if they don't. But you know, there's no guarantee that that guy hits. And I, I he needs he needs a better offensive line. He needs better weapons. And to your point, if you get a better coach, that's the start of it. But um, th- there's just a lot that he. I think he possesses talent still. So that's where like I'm still willing to probably do this at the at a certain point. Uh, when you're talking late first round picks, I'm willing to do it. But there's a lot of things that need to get going in the right direction for him, which is why I'm hesitant to buy him as a whole. But at a certain point, he becomes a value because people are panicked to the point of extremes. And, you know, it's risky if he has another down year, whatever. But at that price, the risk is pretty tolerable for me. Yeah, that's a risk reward right there. I carry just as much, if not more risk, by trying to pick uh, which one of these wide receivers I think is going to be the one who's the correct one in the late, you know, late part of the draft. Right, you yeah. Know, I may I may be f- head over heels because I love Keon Coleman, but then you find out that everybody who hates Keon Coleman was the ones who were actually right because he's terrible in the NFL, right? And then I wasted a one ten on somebody who's a face planter and carries no value. So, sure. Quentin Johnston esque, Sky Moore esque, right? Even if Bryce Young has another bad year, at worst he's what Kenny Pickett, right? He's like That's he's like bad, Kenny Pickett. Look, but what's Kenny Pickett at right now? Twenty nine. Let me ask you right now: Would you, on your dynasty squad, would you rather carry Sky Moore or Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Okay, so there's no conversation here. I think everybody would be in the same boat. Right? Well, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett Sky has Moore a for sure. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Pickett or Quentin Johnston? Kenny Pickett. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, that's a, I, I don't want I don't want anything to do with the face planter receiver. I'm on record. That's I'm good. Mac Jones is in his, you know, just went through his third year. He's had two bad seasons now. Mac Jones are one of those wide receivers. I mean, probably Mac Jones, but honestly, none of them. The, <laughs> but still, the, the, like the 109. That, the 109. That is what I'm talking about with absolute worst case scenario of you spending the 110, the 109, the 111, you know, the 112 in draft capital right now on them. If you're wrong and they. You know, they're terrible like a Mac Jones or a Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young or Deshaun Watson. That's kind of where you're at with value, right? They're still in that limbo of possibly having a starting job in Superflex, which keeps them in a value category that these wide receivers will far tank harder than. That they will just go to damn near zero roster clogger territory. Where I guarantee if you went out and you dropped Kenny Pickett right now, or you drop, you know, Mac Jones, even in a shallow league. Somebody probably pick, pick him up. up for sure. Yeah, you drop Sky Moore in a shallow league, half your league's gonna look at it. And go, nah, I don't care. <laughs> they, yeah, matter. by not, by now, most people are not interested in playing that game, right? It's yeah, it's too far past the name cachet mattering. The 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 Panthers too, at least the Panthers situation. They have some things going for them, right? They have a fair amount of cap space. They have a fair amount of vets that they can get rid of, um, contracts that can restructure. You know, Hayden Hurst will be coming off the books, I would imagine. Uh, they'll come Sanders. to like an injury, yeah, like an injury settlement. Miles Sanders, if they want to get rid of him, because he was an absolute zero, and then some older defensive players that they can get rid of. So yeah. it is a very good free agent wide receiver class. So even if they don't address a whole lot in the draft because of the lack of draft capital, Adam, like you go out and you sign a T. Higgins, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> kind of excited now. You know, Bryce has got a weapon. 
They fixed the offensive line a little bit, and they had a few pieces. It's a situation that could turn around really, really fast. And I think Bryce Young has the ability. He just needs that that person with him in his ear to kind of change it, right? I didn't think C.J. Stroud was going to come out and look as awesome as he did, but you put him in the situation. I didn't think the weapons were any good. Nobody thought the weapons were good heading into the season. Um, but in the sure. right offensive scheme, all of a sudden, everybody kind of elevates each other, and all of a sudden, Tank Dell's making plays for him, and Nico Collins looks like a bona fide stud wide receiver. And Bobby Slowick's now a hot name in the coaching circle. So this is what happens. This is what happens. Uh, so uh, at this price for Bryce Young, um, I'm buying. And Deshaun Watson, he's even lower. So, yeah, I will go and send all my 201s for Deshaun Watson in every single league and just see what happens. Yeah, I think I think like honestly, uh, from a from a standpoint of what I I would I would be more comfortable sending the second honestly for Watson, even though there's probably if you tell me right now if, Give, if given one the of them two choices, low, yeah, I'd rather because I think I can I can find a way to maybe detach a late first or a mid first or whatever, and go find my way into something different, like something north of of Bryce Young. I guess is the that's my only hesitation with the I am willing to buy low on Bryce Young. Let me make sure that's very clear. I would rather buy low er on Deshaun Watson if that makes sense, right? When I, at this point when I get to that type of range where I see there is some risk, I I tend to be the guy that wants to see okay, well let me see if I can get Watson cheaper. Let me see if I can get even I mean, he's probably a lot I, he'd have to be a lot cheaper, but can I buy really cheap on Daniel Jones? Can I buy someone else like that? They don't have the upside of, of Bryce Young for what it's worth, right? Bryce Young, if to your point, if they bring in a different offensive scheme and they surround him with weapons, this is a young guy that still was talented that we all liked. So there's much more upside. Um, but the cost difference, right? When I'm in a second round range, you know, early, mid, mid seconds, like we're the investment now all of a sudden is even lower. So um, I'm, I'm on board though with both of those. I, 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 if you can get them for the right price, I'm, I'm on board. Brian Bryce Young cheap enough. Brian Deshaun Watson cheap enough. And there's probably other quarterbacks you can get to too when you get really down in the muck. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, but we'll move on to the wide receivers here. Um, okay. And I kind of got a group of them, Adam, that I lumped in, right? Okay. So there's four guys uh, Amari right. Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, and Calvin Ridley. All of them, when I pulled it, were lower than wide receiver 33, 33 or lower total. Now we got all the rookies coming in too. So, you know, you're going to figure another five probably wide receiver are also going to bump these guys down <laughs> even farther as soon as they're in there. But they're all valued lower than an early second-round pick in 2024. And give those names 201, again. 201, 202, 203. Amari Cooper, yep. Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking if you're talking outside of early second, I mean, it's not even close for me. This is too, like, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm kind of sticking with this more flexibility, even if I'm rebuilding, right? Like, you know, some dumpster fire rebuilds where you just have all the picks and whatever. I'm still okay buying these guys, these wide receivers for that, because I know the flippability in season when fantasy points are being scored is going to net me more than what I gave up, right? I may punt a year on actually realizing that value, but Amari Cooper, you can't tell me, you know, if he's healthy and producing week five or six, I can fetch a what somebody thinks is their contenders first for him. Yeah. I actually, I think that's the that's the only distinguishing factor there. I'm 100% in agreement with you. You just have to be mindful of your market and making sure that it's not one of these leagues. Like there are leagues where you can see that like three teams that are all rebuilding, 
have control all the first round draft capital. Then that would be the only time I hesitate because I can't actually right. extract that from Unlock the people. It. Yeah. Right. Now, but if your if your league doesn't have the draft picks all picked over and most people are sitting on their first, I'm with you. I can find somebody that in the right moment is ready to go push their chips in, is not able to do so at a higher territory, and I have, you know, Deontay Johnson or Terry McLaurin who's coming off of two or three or four good weeks in a row, and it's like, hey, do you want to go get a title? Okay, and I'm sure you want to have someone north of this, but I know you can't get it. Here you go. Those, those type of players, they have to be done at the right time typically, but you will see in a lot of leagues those guys go for – those type of players go for first-round picks. Easily. Like, this kind of feels like the Mike Evans of last year, right? Like, Mike Evans was way down there. He's old. Ho-hum. We would like all this new stuff, and then you find out that Mike Evans is actually still really good at fantasy football. Like <laughs> He's really good at regular football too, but for fantasy football purposes, he's still pretty I mean, good. He's a great yeah, wide he's, receiver he's, two or three to have on your team. Yeah, for for no matter how many years you've been counting him out, he's gone over a thousand for his entire career. Every single one of those years, it just it just happens. It every it it just happens, right? Now, okay, yeah, you're listening, you're laughing at us. Sure, eventually one year it's gonna stop. Okay, but ten years? I mean, come on. Right, like, okay, yeah. If you pick the year that he that he collapses, which I understand that's what you're betting against, but my God, I'm telling you for Mike Evans especially, and I'm I just watched this guy give the Bucks a real chance to beat a great Lions team, right? Like, <laughs> they had chances, very real chances to win that game. I don't know that they actually would actually win it, but he was so good that he was able to do that on his back as he's getting to this older age, and it's been three, four years that you know. People are saying Mike Evans is too old. He, his game isn't gonna isn't gonna work because he's not quick enough and all this. Well, you can't teach that size, and he's very very good at like contested catchability and getting open and spaces of slants and stuff. So certain guys, um, you know, are just values at this time of year because of the fact that the the picks start swinging up and the players that are unsexy start swinging down. So that that whole range, I think, in general, feels right now. If you want to have specific debates, everyone listening, like if you want to have a specific debate on one player, I don't believe in this play. That's fine. But I think everyone in this group, in this grouping, you could make a very strong case for. Now, I understand why you might be hesitant. You know, Calvin Ridley's 29, going to be 30 when the season starts, right? You got Cooper's going to be 30. But understand that Amari Cooper with Joe Flacco was looking like one of the best receivers in the game he, he almost he, he had a very real chance to break the record i mean he broke the browns record for receiving yards in a game so all these guys have very real upside even, despite their age i think it's very interesting just uh kind of how how things shift right uh, we we talked about last week uh startup draft picks how rookie picks are generally undervalued then you go and look at like wholesome rankings, consensus amongst the community, and you can still find pockets where even though rookie picks are probably undervalued, at certain points they're overvalued, right? Because people just kind of fall in that range of, ooh, this dude's crusty. Like, I am all about pick liquidity and flexibility and, you know, creating leverage by having multiple draft picks, you know, lots of seconds and able to move around the board kind of how I want. But another thing on my like easy just layups, easy just value gains, just bumps. And Adam, like you said, if if I'm in a league where 
somebody doesn't hold, hold like all the first round picks, right? Like in their rebuilding. If there's a realistic market where I can play with con contenders, even if I'm not, boom. Like these are the easy layups, right? That I take in the off season where I go, okay, we've gotten way over our skis as community. All of a sudden, Terry McLaurin's not worth anything. <laughs> Deontay Johnson's not perfect. You know, these are the kind of ones that I want to buy because they're going to have a market come actual football fantasy point scoring season, right? They're the, they don't have injuries. The only thing I will say though, right, the two hundred one to two hundred two, that's not getting injured anytime soon, right? One of these guys could have a know off-field accident or something along those lines where uh, uh crap you know like it's burnt so there is a little bit of risk blown in blown in but i also think there's a pretty big payoff right um i'm not sure what the highest i think i saw mike evans go but i did see him go for what was more of a mid first this year just straight up somebody buying him thinking that was going to be the, the one piece to put him over the top and Adam, if I'm sitting there and I'm rocking the the 106 because I, you know, 107 because I bought Mike Evans in the off season, the previous off season for you know the 203, I think that was a pretty nice value gain, <laughs> nice value for buy. sure. It put me in the potential of you know getting Roma Dunze straight up for Mike Evans, which is going to be hard to do here in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think there's levels to it, too. Um, and, and not that I don't value early seconds and that I don't want to have top 15 picks, top 20 picks, but there's, I think there's something to be said uh, about floor players and understanding that they're unsexy right now, but, and, and I'm not telling you that Terry McLaurin is going to become a top 18 receiver again, like he once was, right? That's not going to happen. But, if you are capable and you're somebody that you think is, you know, you can understand your league. You're, you're able to kind of like read your room and figure out what teams are needing to get extra receivers. And you know, the market of your league, there's, there's very real chances you can do that for those type of picks. I, I understand if it's not your cup of tea, you, you could decide to not be quite as risk tolerant, right? Like you don't have to do it, but I think in a lot of markets, there's a real chance that, while it doesn't feel the sexiest right now, you can realize at least, you know, so some real value down the road. And maybe you can even attach something to that to get an extra piece as well uh, to make a deal f finalized as the season's like much more in, in the midst than right now in January. I got one more for you and you're going to love this one. Still the day. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is the right disrespect. Around Yes, a late second in 24. Also meaning well, he, that an early third could be in play for Jacoby Myers. Now, just think about this with Jacoby Myers. He produced far more than what we thought he was going to, correct? Being across from Devontae Adams and, you know, dealing with Jimmy Garoppolo and dealing with Aiden O'Connell at the quarterback situation, Jacoby Myers still came out and produced. He had some weeks where he went quiet and disappeared and we all panicked. But then he also right. had some weeks that reminded you that, damn, like he is an incredible value. Think about the fact that you can get him for what's almost a third at him. And we haven't hit free agency trade season yet in the NFL, right? Because this season's still going on. So everything's locked up. But we're going to have that off season, the NFL off season. Yeah. What if the Raiders address quarterback room in a big way? What if... 
they deal Devontae Adams to the Jets like it's been rumored. Who's the number one target left in Vegas with a better quarterback situation? Jacoby Myers. Right. <laughs> you and don't I mean, think his production is going to far outweigh a third? Well, he, he, here's what's crazy is, okay, in the from the draft capital standpoint, people may, you know, want to fight. And I, I'm not actually going to go down that road of fighting because I, you know where I'm on with Jacoby Myers. But I'll just tell you, for me, this is one of those conversations where you talk about you know, Amari Cooper types, you talk about Terry McLaurin types. Like, yes, those guys probably have a slightly higher ceiling because in their weeks of being the alpha, they could have a wide receiver two, three, one overall week, right? Not yeah. Jacoby Myers could. It's 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 a lot more rare, I think, that he's gonna have one of those because like his spikes don't quite hit as heavy. However, just look at the names around him and ask yourself why. Like sometimes when it's like I don't have words, like I don't want to fight people, and I feel like we're just being we're being silly. Like why? Why are we having Jerry Judy still in the range of him? Why? Why is? I mean, honestly, that's it. Honestly, why is why is even Jamison Williams? Why is Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown? Why is like Rashid Shahid outside of you know? Okay, you tell me you want you'd rather have those three spike weeks and play him every time, like. Kobe Myers is actually giving you more <laughs> on a weekly basis than he has. Uh, uh, there's other guys in that range too. Like I don't mind them. I like Demario Douglas. I like Dontavian Wicks, but Jacoby Myers has proven more for longer. And there's Marvin Mims and Quentin Johnson in this range. And now we're talking just ridiculous for me. What are we if, doing? If I could use, if I could use any of those guys you're talking about, Michael Wilson, Pop Douglas, Marvin Mims, and a fourth to go get Jacoby Myers, I do that every day of the week. And then I don't even really have to give up draft capital that matters at all. Don't. If I could buy him outright for the 302, I'd do it. <laughs> don't even think twice. I just add him to my roster. And then we'll see. Maybe I move him on to a contender. Maybe add him to, like, we're in the offseason. I don't really know what my team is going to look like come September. But I would like to have pieces like Jacoby Myers laying around for that flexibility. Maybe I start off hot, and all of a sudden right. what I thought was going to be a rebuilder, right. like, damn, I'm glad I already got a Jacoby Myers sitting here on the bench. I'm, I'm glad I already got a uh, Terry McLaurin or a, you know, Amari Cooper that I bought, too, you know, for the second. Yeah. You know, I, sp- I spent the 203 and the, the 302, <laughs> and I got two wide receivers that are penciled in my starting lineup right now, and they're producing. Right. I got them dirt cheap. <laughs> I don't have to go shop. I don't have to go get raked over the coals by somebody you know, to acquire more fantasy points. So it's not the worst thing to do to buy some of these aging vets, um, some of these guys who are unsexy. And right now, these were the most, like, to me, that stood out the most when I looked at where people rank draft capital. Like, What do we, wow, really? This guy's that low? And some of it just has to do with, especially at the wide receiver, which is a little different, more different, Adam, there's just so many damn good wide receivers. Yeah. That that eventually somebody's going to get pushed down. But to your point, when you start looking at names around some of these guys, we're like, why the heck do we like this guy just as much as Jacoby Myers? This guy's done nothing ever. I mean, the the crazy part too, though, like, all right, and, I, and, and I'm with you. Like, I know we say the receiver position is so deep, but I just like try to form. There's also levels to what that means. So, 
I think why, like, I think it's pretty easy in my estimation to highlight it this way, Mike, if you think about it. Okay. So you have, I would say like around this, um, wide receiver 27 and up range, like Stefan Diggs, as bad as he's played, you probably have people from the name cachet that will still want to do it for Diggs. Um, but certainly above that, you got Debo Samuel, Jaden Reed, DK Metcalf, T. Like you're talking, you could have your preferences, but everybody knows those guys carry significant dynasty weight, right? So you get to this range where you're talking about now, if I can get off for a second, and this is, I think this is a good way to highlight why this, this could make sense, even if it doesn't feel like the smoothest or the best for you at the time, because you got, you got this next range where it's discount season, essentially for aging veterans, right? Um, you have <clears throat> Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, yeah, even Christian Kirk, I'd probably put in that mix, uh, Chris Godwin. Keenan Allen's definitely starting to hit that age, but I mean, this guy did it for a while this year, even with that, despite that age, right? Deontay, Calvin Ridley. Then you get to this next range of cast of characters, right? Which is like, you know, a spotty profile with a little bit of production, but we know that could kind of vanish in a poof, right? You got like your, um, you know, Demario Douglas and Dontavian Wicks. You got your like holding on by a thread types with uh, Jahan Dotson, Jerry Judy, uh, then you got your, you know, like boom, pop week, Rashid Shahid. And then you got like these young guys that you're hoping for still, like, but could end up going to zero pretty quick. Marvin Mims, Quentin Johnson. I mean, you start getting past this. Now think about this. Like you're getting to all of a sudden the receiver position really quickly. You're talking about a very small select group of names that has any type of substance security left at, at this range. And you're talking about in like the 50s, 60s. I'm not saying you can't bet on some of them. Like Noah Brown could end up being fine next year. Brandon Cooks maybe has another year in him, right? Like, but you're in the point where all these guys could basically be nothing for you. And they could be just be best ball darts that give you two, three weeks, possibly. And the most of the time you don't want them anywhere near your lineup in the lineup league. So that's where understanding that <laughs> you're getting one of the receivers that actually has secured production and you're getting it at a discount because of the fact that they're old right now, right? They're, as as deep as this receiver room is as a whole and like the across the NFL, like it really levels out to where you feel safe in that 50 to 60 range and it gets gross. Like you're talking about just betting on anything that has a pulse and who knows? Like it wouldn't shock me if most of these guys just continue to trend down, frankly, at this point, right? They're just names. That's it's, why uh, I think. That's why I think those guys are are buys. It's crazy when you do it too, and then I go look at my ranks and like how I tier stuff, right? And just kind of how it falls in. A lot of these names, right? They fall into the same tier where I could just look at it and go, "Yeah, like I could pay a late first, early second for any one of these guys and probably be happy." And then I got this tier that comes in where it's like they're probably like mids. You know what I mean? Like mid seconds. Would I pay a mid second for them right now? Yeah. And then you got the tier of like, all right, third round dart throws. <laughs> like these guys had something that happened with them or they have something about them that I like for thirds. Jacoby Myers is definitely higher on that list than, you know, third round dart throw for me. No question about it. I, I agree. I agree. Like I, I literally, and people get mad, whatever, but the tier that I have Jacoby Myers in is the same tier that I have the guys we were just talking about earlier. Deontay Johnson, Terry McClure, Mari Cooper. It's a big tier, but he's in there, 
right? Now he's towards the bottom of it. Yeah. You know, and so I think- I'm a little bit more less comfortable sending, you know, some of that draft capital for it. So then when I go to keep trade cut and I find that it's so, so much different than kind of where I have that tier, we're not even in the realm of what I'm talking about. Instead of talking about, you know, an early to mid second at worst, we're talking about a possible early third. That's where it becomes a slam dunk for me. Where I go, all right, say less. Just here's a credit card. <laughs> Rack it up. Charge it up, man. Give me some Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I think I think the I think the difference is actually, Mike, and where like I would tier them the same, but I will say the market in my ability to flip Jacoby Myers, like I'm not doing that in my rebuild, right? That's the difference is the market actually more than anything. Like I don't right. I'm not willing to do, to play that risk game of all right. I'm going to buy Jacoby Myers right now and then an attempt to sell later because I, I know all year this year I couldn't sell and not saying that he's, something, yeah. he's not something could change, player. but right. exactly and th- and that's saying something when you're talking about Deontay and you know the guys that really aren't that sexy either. But he's at the same tier. If I would say this with with Jacoby Myers, if you're looking to kind of anchor production at a cheap value, Jacoby Myers is your guy. I would not, though, value based on what the market's likely to do with Jacoby Myers in an attempt to flip later. Uh, just the way I would view it. Not saying that you could never do it, but that's a little safer game, I think, if you're going to play the, the Jacoby Myers card. I, I got a question, and then we'll bounce out of here on this one, too. I think it's a good one, right. especially for the audience. Let's hear we it. We talked about Jacoby Myers. How old is Jacoby Myers? I'm going to say he's 27. So, let me guess. You're too good at it. <laughs> well, only reason I know that is because I did a video where he was 26 at the time. So I was guessing 27. Uh, I did a video this year. 26 years don't old. I remember feel, doing that. Don't it feel like just the name Jacoby Myers like screams 29 going on 30, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's. I, I really believe Mike at a certain point too. There's just he's undrafted. You know, like he's an undrafted kid that has given wide receiver two value, but there's just this, the community just, I don't know. There's just guys that the community will not move on and, and fine. I'll take them. That's okay. You don't have to change. I'll, I'll keep them, especially in best ball. You know, I, I mean, like Mike, I'd even care. I would carry him fine. Even in like a lineup start 10, I don't have a problem having Jacoby Myers on my team there. You know, it's crazy to think about, right? But we, we talk about it with some elite prospects, and there's a there's an elite wide receiver just about in everybody's dynasty ranks. But <clears throat> the reason he hasn't reached the super elite status is one thing, Adam, and it's draft capital. That's it. Like, no matter how good you are on the field, at some point that's going to hold you back just a little bit. A little bit. Because in all reality, if you think about it, especially over the last two years, just kind of as a whole, Hasn't Amon Ra done just as much, if not more, than Jamar Chase? Oh, don't, don't take this is this is future this is future videos that are coming in a different place later. That's exactly what uh, is going to be coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I I would put it this way. Obviously, when you say that, part of the difference why if I'm gonna if you're gonna make me pick. I'm going to take Chase because there's just an inherent different gap in, in way the community views them, right? But if you t- told me right now, if we played this game of hypothetical, right? You draft this team and you're going to have to have them for two years. You can't trade them. The old uh, the old GQ game, right? You, 
You got to keep these players on your team. Like, am I crazy to say I would rather just have Amon Ra? Like, not saying that Chase can't beat him, but I don't know. What if Burrow's banged up again? What if Chase ends up getting hurt? What if T. Higgins stays around? What if they draft another receiver in this range where they have a high guy? Like, it's nothing. It's not a knock on Chase. It's more that I know Amon Ra, no matter what happens, is actually really, really good. And I could just lock that in. And he's only 24 years old. Like, what am I worried about with Amon Ra? It's not a knock on Chase, actually. It's just that I think that people just discount Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Because of draft capital. capital. Which is crazy because, like, this is like, this was one of my things I think that we got to start hammering home more. I think, honestly, it's hard to do in certain spots. But Puka Nakua for me, like, I was early on it because it's just like, okay, at a certain point when you prove something to me on the field, now I know we can definitely debate what that actually looks like and how quickly we get there. But when you start doing that on the NFL field, like I, you can, it, when you're dominating to the level of those guys, like I don't actually care what your draft capital is anymore. When you go out there and just ball out, like you're getting, you're earning targets, you're in elite territory with points per game when you're playing well. And there's other options on the field for both these guys. It's not like they're competing against nobody. I, throw the draft capital out the window once you start checking those boxes. Now, it's very few and far between that do that. Right. But like when you see a guy that starts doing that, the draft capital goes out the window at that point for me. The problem is it's hard for people to let go of even after three years of great production, which is insane. It's crazy to think uh, I already got somebody in mind, too. Now, we'll see if this happens, but this would be the, the call of the calls. There's a few people out there who kind of been murmuring this dude's name, but this is what I'll leave the audience on, and we'll see if we can actually put something in the books here on episode 21 where they're like, damn, they got it right. Or we'll all just forget about it because <laughs> it was horribly wrong. But Jacob Cowing feels to me, like in this class, that next, at worst, Jacoby Myers, at best, Puga Nakua, Amon Ross St. Brown. I love it. Something about Jacob Cowan, when I watch the tape and watch him play, just feels like that's going to be the guy who's maybe slips to the third, fourth round, fifth round of the NFL draft. Yeah. And all of a sudden people are like, why is this dude actually so good? Apparently draft capital and all them like size, speed, measurables, stuff just doesn't matter. Now, I, it'd be interesting to see. I don't know how well or how bad, I guess you could say, he would test. Amon Ra tested horribly. Puka was horrible at testing, but... You put on the tape of Jacob Cowing and you're like, this dude looks like he goes out and runs a 4-4 <laughs> in his sleep. Right. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, obviously when you get those type of guys too, it, the, the situation can be a little bit a part of it, right? Like right. you get a guy like Puka Nakua and it's like, oh, whoa, wait, is Stafford healthy? He's going he's gonna to be catching passes from Stafford? Oh, okay, maybe there's a lot more interest. And, I mean – I think Amara can catch passes from anyone. That's not this is not the to, to slight guys like that, but I think if you put them in a situation where there's an accurate quarterback in a decent system right away, like then you could really have an uptick of like actually putting up points per game in their first season, right? Uh situation is a little dependent there, but yeah, we I think for certain players you don't have to necessarily just say the combine means everything. How how many times have we gotten burned, Mike, as a community from the combine gods of the receiver that we don't have any production or not enough from and it's we're projecting to turn into what denzel mims right like jonathan mingo i mean right there's plenty of these guys that look like studs and we want to chase this 
second coming of Josh Gordon or whatever, but like, why? Yeah. Uh, this is what I worry about people are going to do with uh, Nico Collins because we're back-to-back. just so happens they both played at Michigan, right? But back-to-back, right? Donovan Peoples-Jones was a combine god. Nico Collins and was a combine mm-hmm. god. Only I- one of them's worth a shit at this point. That's true. <laughs> I mean, DPJ, Mike, DPJ was the number one receiver in his class. Correct. In high school. Yeah. Highly ranked recruit. And now he can barely ret- – he looks slow as hell returning punts for right. Detroit. In the playoff. I was like, what What happened to this guy? When, when, the, uh, when it goes, it goes, right? I mean, it's he, – he he constantly kind of flashed, right? Like he gave you little glimmer, glimmers of hope with like the Browns throughout different years and great crazy catches and this and that, but never put it together. And then all of a sudden you're holding out hope and it's – it's over. Like literally, it, it felt like it really fell off a cliff fast for the hope of DPJ. Right? It right. just fell off like in a, in a hurry. The the last point of Jacoby Myers. We'll say our goodbyes. But he's ranked as a forty fifth wide receiver right now. Adam, that's going to go down when the rookies come in even mm-hmm. farther. Oh, going to go down. I mean, he's going to be outside the top fifty. I mean, I made a video started last year that he's outside the top fifty. I could probably just you know reuse that. His points per game finish. For the last four years, 53. All right, that would be fair. 35. Out kicked that 45 coverage, didn't he? <laughs> 29. And this year, 24. Right. Why just keeps getting Just keeps getting better and producing more than what his actual value is on keep trade cut in the community. Just something to throw out there, too, when we're talking about it. It's not like this is just a hope and a fly. Like, oh, I hope the situation gets better. It was a bad situation for him. Still produced. What if it got significantly better? Are we talking a top 20 wide receiver finish in the range of outcomes for Jacoby Myers? I think that's something that could happen. Yeah, I mean. I'm not going to go out and say he's going to be a top five guy, all right? But Goodness, no. no. Heavens forbid if it happened, though, Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he would have to do all kinds of craziness to actually do that. Now, like, that's part of the point with Jacoby Myers, right? Understanding the cost and the reason it's there is because he's not going to single-handedly win you a league, right? He's more of a, a flex spot fill-in, and you understand that, and that's where you're you're actually buying him cheaper than that. But, you know, like, you're you're understanding that the ceiling is not, as, uh, you know, Jordan, the ceiling is the roof, right? It's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not the way it is, but he... All, there's also the, like there's there's levels of understanding the game and your your format, and there's a good a good way to combine having you know the sky high upside plays and having a, a little bit you don't have to get crazy but having a little bit of insurance and, and safe plays. Um, don't don't completely undervalue those guys because you know as attrition happens, some of those guys can keep you afloat and help you win a title. Love it, man. All right, there's your Dynasty Buys episode. Follow-up to a few weeks ago where I had a Dynasty Sells. Uh, still believe I should sell all those players I listed. You know, TJ Hawkinson, Kyron Williams, Kendra Millers of the world, Charbonnet, Adam. Like, I'm still selling every single one of them. I mean, Charbonnet <laughs> is easy. Nothing's changed for me. <laughs> Nothing's changed for me. We appreciate everybody tapping in. Dynasty Buys, go explore. Uh, if you're playing a portfolio, yeah. Do exactly what I just did. Just go out and you just start spamming offers. Right? Do I got the pick? Is this guy available? Worst thing they're going to do is tell you no. Or I guess some people make fun of you in the DMs, but I just ignore them and move on to the next, right? Goes, <clears> I'm trying goes, to get stuff done here. It goes down in the DMs. Everything goes down in the DMs, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
We love you guys. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week for a Canton Bound episode 22. See ya. Peace.